Hi, I'm Dan McHale, and welcome to Minutes with McHale. Today, I'm ecstatic to have Richard Duran, the Athletic Director at the University of Incarnate Word, join the show. Uh, we're going to dive into a variety of topics and talk about his rise to the AD chair and, and a lot of stuff going on with the NCAA today. So, Richard, thanks for coming on the show. Oh, thanks for the invite, Dan. I greatly appreciate it. Before we dive into your journey and some advice you can give to people breaking in, let's talk about the great success your football season just just came off. Yeah, you know, I'll tell you what, when I arrived five years ago, we were coming off a one-win season, uh, dead last in the conference, and we had a lot of work to do. And being a former football student athlete, I knew the great potential this institution and this football program had. And, you know, back then we hired a great football coach and Coach Morris, who's now the head coach of North Texas. Um, we went four years, won two conference championships during that period, and really solidified our foundation for the future. And then when Coach Morris left um, about a, year, a little over a year ago, I knew we had a tremendous opportunity, a very talented team to come back. We were able to retain 17 of our top 19 student-athletes that I thought can help lead us to a potential national championship run. We were able to do that. I went out and, and looked at uh, potential coaches and found a great fit in head coach uh, G.J. Kinney, who's now the head coach at Texas State. Right. You know, we, we go from, you know, a second round, uh, first ever host last year in 2021 against SFA, winning a first round game, then going on the road and taking on the number one seed in Sam Houston and being a, about a foot away from beating those guys wow. to this year, you know, finishing the year at number three in the country, highest ranking in program history, going to the semifinals, going to the Fargo Dome or North Dakota State with their tremendous, you know, history and that, uh, and that, that facility and, you know, being up on most of the game. And right. having an opportunity to win the game and losing by four in our last drive. So we have come such a long way. We have produced some amazing student athletes. This pro day coming up here in a few weeks is going to have so many young men that have a great potential to play at the next level. And they all have their degrees as well, which I'm very excited about. Not only are they getting it done on the field, that all-time high classroom GPA of over a 3.0. Wow. So I cannot be more proud of this program. And I truly believe we hit a home run hire with Coach Clint Killo. 29-year-old, youngest head coach in the country, a UIW alum. He bleeds red and black, and he's going to continue this success we've had and hopefully lead us to a national championship in the future. Well, I think so. You're in great hands, and uh, it's just a tremendous, tremendous program that just keeps getting better. Tell me about your journey. Obviously, you are uh, one of the youngest athletic directors uh, in the country at the Division One level. Talk about your journey along the way and, and who might have influenced you and uh, yeah. any, anything you have going. Yeah, you know, I've been so blessed. I've had so many people pour into me and, and look out for me and help guide me on this journey I've had. And it really started coming out of high school. The, the reason I went to college, and I'm a first-generation college graduate, was because of football. I, I was able to attend Whittier College, a Division Three football program in Southern California. And that was my ticket to higher education. And I get there, initially wanted to be a high school football coach and a biology teacher. I took one bio class and said, uh-uh, not for me. <laughs> so I quickly pivoted. And, you know, the story is after my fall semester, I actually tried to drop out of college. You know, I wasn't prepared. My high school didn't properly prepare me. You know, or maybe I just didn't, you know, uh, put enough time, energy, and effort into preparing myself. And I had a conversation with my father about that, who, who doesn't have a college degree. And he said, too many people have, you know, sacrificed for this opportunity for you. Right. And, you know, I, I thought, you know what, he's right. So I ended up graduating at the top of my, my major and, you know, having a lot of honors on, on, on my exit there. And I met a mentor during my time who was the first one to really pour into me. And she asked me one day, why do you want to be a football coach when you can be the football coach's boss? I said, well, what is that? Right. <laughs> and she explained to me what athletic director was. She was a former JUCO athletic director. And from there, she really just taught me the ropes and really, you know, helped guide me. And I ended up 
after graduation attending the uh, University of San Francisco, they had a program in Orange County where they would fly down their faculty once a week to teach us a master's in sport management and met an alum of the program there, uh, was working at the Big West Conference. And she introduced me to her boss, Mike Daniels, who provided me my first opportunity, um, serving for about a year and a half as a marketing championships assistant at the Big West Conference, really my break into the industry. Right. So that year consisted of, I was a full-time director at a Boys and Girls Club, so I do my 40 hours there. Then I would do my 40 hours at the Big West, and I was doing grad school. So that was a grind of a year, but I knew I wanted to break into this business, and this was my chance. Uh, from there, you know, Mike Daniels, who's now the commissioner of the Golden State Athletic Conference, NAI Conference in California and, and across the West, really reached out to all the schools and members and said, hey, we have a great one. He just needs a chance. And that chance came at UC Riverside, where I was the assistant director of development. Right. and did the annual fund for close to two years there. And we, we, we broke some records, had a lot of success, and had an opportunity to go with the athletic director to Louisiana Monroe. And so went over to ULM for only almost four years, and I there's probably not a job I didn't do right, uh, right. from game ops, marketing, sponsorship sales, getting involved in ticketing, development, the whole nine. My last year there, I was the assistant director uh, overseeing all of external, so all revenue generation, and really learned how to do a lot more with a lot less and not making excuses for any problems yeah. and really finding solutions. And from there, I got an opportunity to come back home and, and Cal State Los Angeles, a D2 program, was trying to go Division One and got to work for an athletic director there who was previously the AD at Syracuse and, and Dr. Daryl Gross and really taught me, you know, I'd worked under the same boss for so long, really taught me how to do things differently and other ways to approach the, the AD chair. And, you know, we, we did a lot of great things in a year and a half. We had an opportunity to potentially join a D1 conference. That meeting didn't go so well. Um, and from there, I knew I wanted to get back to the Division One level. So I had the opportunity to come to UIW. And that's kind of my path to San Antonio. Well, that's fantastic. What, what a journey. And uh, I know uh, you're still just, just at the cusp of, uh, of, of doing great things at, at UIW right now. Um, you know, one thing I always ask, you know, I was a very, very young Division One head basketball coach. I was 35 years old, very similar to, you know, when you got your, your, your job as the AD. I look back and, and there's certain things because as you evolve and you grow, you look back, what could I have done differently? Uh, what could I have changed my approach? And that first year is a whirlwind. Looking back on, on your first year as an AD at UIW at, at a young age, what was there anything that you would have done differently or? Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll tell you this. When I was the interim for 10 months, I had a supervisor that really allowed me to make well-intended mistakes. You know, he always allowed me to try to do the right things for the right reason, stay true to the mission and the core values of the institution, and make sure there's an alignment between the athletic department and the university. And not everything went as planned, right? And over those 10 months, you know, I had thought, because I had previously, when I was a deputy, I was interviewing for uh, a couple different AD jobs at the Division One level. I thought I was ready. Right. But that 10 months and, and that grace I was provided to learn as I went really shaped me into the AD I am today because yep. – I don't think I get that AD job. I don't get the AD job at UIW unless I had those 10 months to prove myself as a leader yep. um, of the department and being able to help guide us through the initial steps of COVID um, really allowed me to, to showcase what I can do. And, and I wouldn't change a thing because I don't think I'm sitting in the chair I am today without that opportunity. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. It's, uh, it's amazing when you look back and, and you just – you're grateful for every opportunity you get along the way. Uh, and, and that kind of leads me to my next question. You know, we're, we're in this business for the right reasons to, to, to help the next generation, uh, to give back, to help the student athletes. But uh, what, what advice would you give to a, to a young uh, man or woman that's trying to break into yeah. the uh, collegiate athletics industry? 
Yeah, the, the first thing, you know, I was always taught is to put your head down and get after it. Bring your very best each and every day. And while you're doing that, be a sponge. Learn as much yep. as you can when you can. Uh, and I think in today's, you know, new wave of administrators coming through, there's a lot of concern sometimes about title or responsibilities. And, and I tell the staff here, you know, do good work. You will right. get recognized. You will get rewarded with those opportunities when you are ready. You know, don't ever make a demand for a title or a position. You know, go out and earn everything you get and bring value to the organization and making sure you're doing your absolute best to serve the student athletes and the university. And I think when you have that mentality of just service and bringing your best, it'll right. go a long way for you. So I think that's one part, you know, that I, I could provide advice. And the second piece, it's not about who you know. It's who knows you in this business. Right. And you have to do a great job. And I haven't done this, you know, I didn't do this early in my, my career, was making sure you're building those, those connections, <laughs> expanding your network. And whether that's getting involved in NACTA and the different organizations in NACTA, getting involved in NCAA, taking advantage of the, the leadership development opportunities through the NCAA, get involved and start building those relationships because this is a very small business. Yep. And this is a business where, you know, a person's word can go a long way in support of your your career endeavors. No, you're exactly right. Um, I, I was the same way. I was fortunate enough to be on, on Coach Rick Patino's first staff at Louisville. And I look back at those years. You used the word sponge. That's all it was. I looked to my left was Mick Cronin. <laughs> to my right was Kevin Willard. And direct center was Rick Patino. I look back at those days. Uh, it really shaped me as a young coach because I was learning from, you know, some Hall of Famers and, and, and two guys right now uh, that, are, that are really – doing well at Maryland, UCLA. So, you know, I look back and, and you're right, just being a sponge, listening 10 times more than, than speaking, you know, you just got to really absorb it. Uh, but no, you, you made some very good points there. But what do you think today? I mean, Ever-changing world in the NCAA that we live in, all you know, it's every by the minute seems like everything's changing. What, what do you think the biggest challenges are out there for, for student athletes right now and, and administrators? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. And I, I will say this, Change is not easy, right? The, 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 we've seen the seismic shift in college athletics because of name, image, and likeness, the transfer portal, the transformation committee recommendations, the new constitution, like all these things that are happening in, in college athletics. People have to remember that at the core of it, we're doing in the service of our student athletes. We're doing in the service of our institutions. And so regardless of all the change or the things that are happening around us, if we stay true to that and stay true to making sure we're taking <laughs> care of our student athletes and our universities each and every day, you're going to be okay. And we have to evolve and we have to adapt. I think, you know, one of the challenges I've experienced, you know, as an athletic director is giving our best to our student athletes right. while there may be some heightened expectations uh, because of what they see at their counterparts at the Power Five institutions and the resources they have. You know, I, I really want to be the best UIW athletic department we can be with what we have. Let's maximize ourselves. Let's not watch everybody else's race and what they're doing. Right. Let's focus on ourselves and be the very best program we can be. And, you know, serving 25 programs, 530 plus student athletes, it, it's a challenge, you know, being yeah. at SES program and, and, you know, so many different folks to try to make happy. And we're not going to make everybody happy. Right. And I think that's one of the challenges right now that I'm experiencing is, you know, student athletes all, all feel their sport is the most important because it is to them. Right. Rightfully so. They give their, their time, energy, and effort, put their heart and soul into their programs, and they want to be taken care of to the best of our ability. And we're going to do that. You know, we, we, we are not going to be able to fund the football program the same way you do the women's golf program, 105 right, right, student right. athletes versus six or seven. But you got to be, be willing to take care of everybody to the best of your ability, put the time, energy, and effort to know they're supported, 
And I think that's one of the biggest challenges I've experienced recently and making sure you're providing them the best opportunities to have the experience possible with what you have and continue to get better each and every day. Yeah, no, very well said. You know, the old adage, um, comparison is the thief of joy, right? I mean, that's where you, you lose sight of it. If you keep constantly comparing yourself to other schools, bigger schools or bigger budgets, you know, what you learn uh, is you, you make the best of what you have and you put your best foot forward and, 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 you certainly have done that with a lot of your sports. Yeah, um, let me let me let me touch on that too. You know, recently, you know, I've really I really feel that the success over the past five years. I mean, all time high revenue records, all time high GPA for the department, most community service hours um, in, in department history, uh, five conference championships, the most in our department history in a single year, winning the Commissioner's Cup for the Southland Conference. When five years ago, I think we were second to last or dead last. Right. We've come a long way in a short period of time. It's amazing. And I truly believe that at UIW, we win not because of the things we have, but because of our people. Right. And, you know, when we're looking on bringing people on board, I believe it is much more difficult to hire a good person than it is a good resume. Right? We, can, we can find good resumes, but you will not have success at UIW then unless at your core you're a good person that wants to do the right things for the right reasons. And that's what I've been really preaching recently is we are going to win because of our people. And I've been trying to get the right people in the right positions and, and watch them grow and flourish and, and serve our student athletes because I think that's what's going to continue to grow and develop this athletic department to be a true mid-major D1 program that people are going to be scared to play against. Absolutely. I mean, extremely well said, and you're right. You can hire good resumes, but but finding good people to work with every day. But uh, now you touched on some great points. Last kind of topic we'll talk about is NIL right now. You know, yeah. it's, it, it's it's not going away. Uh, it's for the betterment of the student athletes. How are you dealing with it right now? And and what are your thoughts on on the direction? Yeah, you know, name image likeness was a long time coming. Yeah. Uh, to 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 say that student athletes in the past couldn't develop YouTube channels and monetize it or provide camps for little ones and make a few extra bucks over the summer. You know, it's been a long time coming and I'm glad it's here. Right. Now, what we're seeing today is maybe a little different than the initial intent behind it. Some would call that it's really transitioned to pay for play, you right. know, at the, at the higher levels. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's providing a new opportunity that our student athletes um, should have had a, a long time ago, in my opinion. Now, how we're dealing with that UIW, you're seeing, you know, these large collectives across the country. And there's there's a couple for UIW that are supporting some of the programs. Right. Uh, from the Southland Conference perspective, we've developed a relationship with Influencer and doing a, a, a conference-wide deal that's provided the Influencer app. And we're getting that up and running to serve our student athletes. So it's just making sure we're doing the most we can when we can from name, image, and likeness perspective and making sure we're staying ahead of the curve. You know, because, you know, in the Southland Conference, not everybody has the, the, the <laughs> workforce to be able to put, you know, a full-time person behind it. Right. Um, but we have a great team that's doing some great efforts to put that together. And the and the alums and the supporters that want to come together and pull for a specific sport, we are very thankful for that and making sure that they are being connected with our student-athletes to, to serve them to the best of their ability. It's exactly right. It's, it's here to stay. And the more we can educate our student-athletes at a young age, the better off they're going to be in the real world, right? I mean, the more we can teach them the values of – being able to 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 make money, invest money, how to pay your taxes. I mean, this is this is real life stuff, and uh, yeah. I think it's it's come at the right time for college athletics. And I, I just think as we evolve, it's just going to be better and better. Well, good, Richard. I know you got some big games tonight. I want to thank you for for coming on the show. It's a, a lot of fun. Always great to catch up with you. And like I said before, I wish your winter sports the best of luck down the stretch. An exciting time of year for your spring sports that are just getting started. No, I appreciate your time, Dan, and thank you again for the invite. Well, great. Well, 
He is the Director of Athletics at University of Incarnate Word, Richard Duran, and I am Dan McHale with SRI Collegiate Search. We will see you next time. 